This episode of Pick Up the Six podcast is brought to you by our friends at Mud Gear. We have an awesome new partnership to tell you about, and we love Mud Gear because they're made tougher, just like you guys. It's outdoor gear for the outdoor athlete. You can get it dirty, you can sweat in it, it's all good, and I absolutely love it. If you go to my Instagram, you'll see me rocking Mud Gear shirts and shorts on that Blue Ridge Relay, and uh, it performed really, really well. We've got a great deal going for our listeners. You go to mudgear.com, you use the code PUT6, that's the number six, P-U-T and the number six, and you're saving 15% off today. Great shirts, great shorts, awesome socks. They've got a bunch of different kinds of socks. They've got full knee-high socks for compression. They've got running socks. They've got mountain biking socks. They've got rucking socks. It's all good. Go pick it up today. It's made tougher. It's mud gear and it's 15% off at mudgear.com using the code PUT6. Go get after it, pick up some of their stuff and help support a great company that we love to partner with. After her firefighter husband suffers after a life-changing blaze, trauma therapist Karen Williams discovers the limits of her professional experience and must face her own fears by trying to save her marriage. That's the story of a new film called First Responders. The film's writer and producer, Rick Eldridge, joins the show to talk about the project and how they've created a movie dedicated to protect, serve, and sacrifice. This is Pick Up the Six Podcast. Rick, a good morning to you and uh, welcome to the show, man. Morning. Good to be here. Excited to do this, to get to meet you, to hear about this new project. A friend of mine, called me a few weeks ago and said, man, I got, I got a great guest. You got to interview totally fits with pick up the six. And he was telling me about this new film first responders and really sort of dedicated to those who just, man, put so much on the line. And I thought, Oh yeah, pick up the six audience will thoroughly enjoy this topic. So man, yeah. just, just thanks for being here. Great. Well, I got glad to do it. It's fun, fun time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the movie is in theaters today and tomorrow, right? So we're recording on October 24th. So it's got a, right. a short run here in some theaters, and then it's going to be a, available on streaming uh, platforms after that. So we'll talk a little bit more about just all of that. And coincidentally, the 28th of this week, right? So the end of this week is National First Responders Day. So right. the timing is good, my friend. Uh, but you've got, man, 35 plus years <laughs> in the entertainment business. We were just chatting a friend of mine, fraternity brother, Robert Jones Black, also known as Bobby Jones, right? Great grandfather's Bobby Jones. You were part of a movie uh, right. around Bobby Jones as well. So just, man, just tell me a little bit about Rick and, and your oh, life just, and, uh, and this experience. It's been great. Yeah. The Bobby Jones Stroke of Genius was uh, my very first movie I did on, I did on my own with my nice. company. Uh, a lot of my years previous to that were with uh, the studios. I had a company that was contracted to Universal and Disney and mm. did projects for them and sold the company and uh, you know started doing my own thing and uh, you know that that was a fun project. I'm I'm kind of a golf nut too, so it didn't yeah. didn't hurt that we uh, we got to start with that and and it's been a great film that's continued on and on and 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 you know really about 31 feature films as well as a lot of other animated and and uh, those kind of things as well. It's it's. It's been a fun, fun uh, project to, to 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 be involved with, and uh, uh, it's it's you know, telling stories is what it's yeah. all about for me, and uh, and I want to tell stories that really have a purpose. Uh, I want to you got to entertain at the highest level, I think, uh, but then beyond that, you uh, 
you know, you're able to, to do things that can inspire, that can affect change, that can cause you to think deeply maybe about things. And that's a little bit about what first responders mm-hmm. is. It's uh, looking a little further at some of the things that we take for granted of, of these men and women that, that do so much for us. Purpose-driven stories, man. I'm a huge fan yeah. of it. You know, I'm a believer that regardless of your product, I'd rather talk about the people and the purpose that make it happen. And it sounds like that's what you're doing with your films. Another one, right. To try to impact some change running the Sahara. We've had Charlie Engel on this show before who was physically running that Sahara. So we've got a couple of, uh, uh, small world connections going here, Rick. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that we try to do with every film that we make is, is have a charitable component. Mm. And, uh, that film was right down the line uh, of that. Of course, Matt Damon produced it with us. Uh, Matt narrated the film, and uh, it uh, it was all about you know creating awareness uh, with the the water issues in Africa, and mm-hmm. uh, creating money to dig wells and and do things to to support that. And it really came out of Matt actually doing a film in Africa and seeing the need, and then wanting to reach out some way and meet it. And uh, we at the same time were introduced to Charlie and a couple of the other guys that were part of the film, and it's yeah. like, well. Let's that's that's you know run across the Sahara Desert and 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 film it. You know what what a crazy thing. Yeah. And uh, but it was it was really a, a, a unique experience and a lot of fun to do that. Did you know uh, you always wanted to be sort of in this space, uh, a filmmaker, a storyteller? What's the genesis of that? <laughs> well, I started my first degree is in music. You know, and and so I uh, you know, toured and played for years and and did that and. Uh, you know, but I had a degree in music, so mm-hmm. I, I happened to be in a studio doing a session with a symphony on a piece that I had written. And uh, the engineer at the studio said, Rick, have you ever thought about scoring film? I think, well, I'd love to do that. I've never yeah. done that before. And uh, that was uh, a guy that was working with Harcourt Bracevanovich, which is uh, at the time one of the biggest educational publishers. And they had a film called Kingdom of the Dinosaurs, uh, which was at the time, uh, you know, a uh, this was before Jurassic Park, so it's been yeah. a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, uh, you know, an animated film about you know evolution and about history and all that kind of stuff. And it was it, it became a PBS special and then an educational thing that that you know of course followed their distribution model. But uh, the film won some awards and uh, did okay. The score won an award, and the next call I got was from Disney saying, "Hey, you know, we're building the studio in Orlando, and would you be interested in being a part of it?" And so that really just opened doors for me. Mm. And so, you know, I got on the back lot of both Disney and Universal, uh, first doing, you know, audio, sound design, music, post-production. And uh, and then through the process, evolved into writing my own scripts. And I'll tell people now, I used to write stories that were three minutes long and we call them songs. Yep. Now I write stories that are two hours long and we call them movies. Yeah. But uh, still telling stories. So uh, it just kind of evolved over the course of time. What for you, and, and this is a, a a large subject and it can probably go in a different direction, but someone even asked me the other day, I was I had the pleasure of being a guest on a podcast and he said, what to you is the key to a good story? So I'd ask you the same thing, Rick, before we talk about first responders, because I'm excited to hear more about it, but yep. just from where you sit and you've been able to tell, tell stories from a lot of different angles, but there probably are some, some commonalities throughout this. I think the most important thing is you you've got to uh, fall in love with your characters or at least care about your characters and what's going to happen to them. Uh, Cause that drives story character drives story, I think. And um, you know, I, I, I have this first five minute rule where uh, in the first five minutes of, of, of the, the movie, you know, you need to, to identify and care about who these characters are and where they're going and what they're doing. 
And um, so that's, uh, that's, I think, a critical piece of it. And then uh, I think uh, telling the story at, a, at, at the highest degree of excellence for film <clears throat> involves a lot of technical things, too. But um, the whole process, I think, is, is it begins with people. It begins with story and people connecting with that. What Absolutely. uh? What does it for you? Like, what what's Rick like to watch? What 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 do you? <laughs> what movies right move you from that storytelling standpoint? You know, I I love a lot of different genres, but I think if I was going to target one thing, uh, I I really love uh, biopics stories mm-hmm. that that where you can really get deeper into the the lives of people and where they what what made them tick what 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 caused them to do what they whether it's an athlete uh, uh what whatever it is you know uh. Uh, I think that's that's something for me. I really enjoy, you know, knowing that and understanding the the path that that people take to get to wherever it is they they're going. As you're telling me that, and and you're talking about sort of the keys to a good story and, and learning about them, it, it's all fictional. But the way in which I'm a big Star Wars guy, the way in which yeah. I believe George Lucas <laughs> biopicked those characters that he created out of thin air, the the moment right. that Darth right. Vader walks on the screen. You're like, you never get to see his face. Who is yeah. this guy? What is this? The moment you meet that, you know, optimistic Luke Skywalker, you know, sort of look into the horizon. You're like, I, I want to know more about this kid. And I think that's, that's something right. that he did extremely well and leveraged technology that we had never seen before. That's right. And, and I love science fiction, too. So you you hit hit on, on, on an area. Again, all genres are great, but uh, we've we've always focused on uh, my wife and I you know, uh, science fiction type stuff, because we just kind of love that. And that's yeah. kind of you're you're venturing into the unknown. And, and uh, you're right. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, those characters, you just endeared yourself to, you know, you just you, you from from beginning with Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. and and, and uh, all that happened in that series. Yeah, uh, a very, very successful series because of that, I think. Yeah. How much have you seen your industry change? Uh, from a technology standpoint, from the way in which you can tell stories. The, the interesting thing is, though, there are still just such classic elements that even with the best CGI and even with the best technology, some of those things stay true. But I, I think about we have two young girls, so they were absolutely uh, enthralled by Disney did this behind the scenes documentary of Frozen 2. And they right. showed you everything that went into it, how it almost fell off the tracks. Now, they didn't even really have an ending <laughs> and they sort of figured it out as they went, which I thought was crazy. But it was right. really pretty neat the, the way it came together. But I think about your experience at Disney and I'm like, there are a thousand moving parts that go oh, into yeah. pulling something like that off. Really, really are. And and technology has has certainly been our friend in that regard. I mean, what, what used to take, you know, many, many, many more months and many more millions of dollars, uh, you know, we can do and, and make it much more approachable. And I think one of the things, you know, I do a lot of, of educational work in schools and, and uh, you know, one of the things that when I started that I did not have as much as, as people today have is, is the, the access to technology to be able to tell story uh, digitally with you know, an iPhone and a laptop, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's yeah. pretty amazing. Uh, and uh, story is story. It's, it's easy to get engaged in story. Uh, it, and, and in many ways you, you, you know, and not that I like this, but you, 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 the story becomes more important than the technology. Mm. And uh, you, you tend to, you, even if it's not, you know, George Lucas making a hundred million dollar movie, you know, you're still saying, boy, I want to see what happened to the story. I want to see what happens. And that's how you can do that on a on a an iPhone. Uh, 
Yeah. And uh, so it's it's neat because I think storytellers uh, uh, from younger to to uh, uh, you know to to us today have so many more resources available to us. Uh, when we started, we mentioned Bobby Jones early on. That was 35 millimeter film, which uh, we couldn't even see what we were shooting. We had to go send it out to a lab to get it processed. Wow! And a couple of days later, we yeah. got it back, and then we got yeah. to look at it. And it's like, oh, that didn't work too good. Let's do it again. So, I mean, it was so much more difficult you know, than, than it is today where we're instantly, we can see what we shot. Yeah, you're exactly right. It, 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 it adds to it for sure. He's Rick yeah. Eldridge's new movie is First Responders out today. It's got a few day run here in theaters. And what's really cool is if you go to firstrespondersmovie.com and if you guys listen in real time when we drop the episode today or even tomorrow the 25th, you can put your zip code in there. You can find some theaters that have it and go check it out in theater. They're also going to be streaming it as well. So tell me about the genesis of this project. And, and it's just it, it, the the trailer alone is intense. Yeah. Right? Feel the yeah. emotion of these characters. So tell me how this well, thing we, got going. We had a, <clears throat> had a great time making the movie, but the way the movie came about, uh, we were actually on set working on a film uh, right after COVID. Uh, we actually had a film called The Mulligan, which mm -hmm. started and got stopped because of COVID. Wow. And then uh, we we kicked back into gear a year later with a lot of other protocols in place. And so we're sitting around talking about, you know, that what's going on and what's changed in our culture and in our world and and really what had become a cancel culture in a lot of ways. Yep. And, um, you know, people talking about defunding the very people that keep us safe and protect us and, and sacrifice themselves for us. And we said, somebody ought to tell that story. And uh, as we talked about it, we said, well, maybe we should tell that story. <laughs> and so this became kind of a, uh, a project that we really all got involved in and, and did is really a, uh, you know, something that that was a personal you know uh, project that we wanted to do. Um, I immediately looked at uh, first responder day and then that this week of which is first responder week, basically mm -hmm. 28th is the day where traditionally we've always, uh, you know, acknowledged these guys and a lot of corporations will give away a free meal or whatever you yeah. want to do for, for first responders, but it's first responder week. So I uh, called fathom events. I felt like this was more of an event oriented movie a lot of times people ask, why don't you play it for the next three weeks? Well, I thought this was something that needed to be pointed to this week and, and be a, a, you know, a, basically a destination type film. Mm. So it's playing Monday night, Tuesday night, the 24th, 25th, uh, and, and it's first responder week. But I called the distributor and I said, you know, put a pin in these dates. You know, uh, I'll tell you what we're doing later. And so I've had some some you know good success with with Fathom events. And so. Yeah, I, they trusted me. They put a pin in the dates, and and then here we are today. Uh, this is opening day, I guess, as we're yeah. talking, and, and this week it'll be playing. And then uh, because it is first responder week, we wanted to immediately get it to an audience that maybe didn't go to a theater. So uh, it will be streaming on the 28th. Um, PureFlix has an exclusive streaming on it, and then after that, it'll hit all the other platforms too, like Amazon and, and whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's a story that basically humanizes these men and women and, and, and helps you understand a little more of the things they deal with, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, you know, we, we just had a, a hurricane in Florida where I live and everybody's evacuating and running out of the state. And these guys are going the other way. That's right. You know, they're going to, to be a part of the solution, part of whatever it takes to, 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 to keep people safe. And so that, that's in every case where these guys are. <clears throat> so that story, um, 
not only is the sacrifice of them, but their families and, yeah. and all that all are, are all part of that. So we wanted to tell that story. So you'll see some family connectivity uh, and you'll see some of the things that that are even byproducts of their job. Uh, we deal with a very heavy subject matter called PTSD, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, a few years ago, nobody even wanted to talk about because, you know, that might be a sign of weakness. You know, we can't talk about that stuff. But how can you not you know, run into a building and see what you see and or, or, or come up on a crash and see what you see? And, and just turn that off in your head when you go home, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's, it becomes, you know, I mean, it's, and we show that we, we have this principal character, the, the fireman who, who does that very thing and has to carry a, uh, a young boy out of a, out of a, a fire just charred mm. and, and he can't get that out of his head. And he, you, we see the struggle in the course of the movie uh, where he's having nightmares. He's not able to work. He's, he's uh, he can't get this out of his head. And, uh, you know, even to the point that he says, if, if, if this is what this is all about, I'm not sure I even want to live mm, yeah. um, at a point where his wife just you know, has you know nowhere else to turn. And we see her, you know, uh, who's a counselor herself and is dealing with these kind of issues saying, God, we can't do this anymore. We need your help. So even cr- calling to a higher power to say we got we need help. But, uh, you know, we did this and, and we worked very closely with uh first responders, uh, especially in some of the, the fire sequences, the police sequences. What we didn't want to do is is kind of, you know, assume the way things happen, like mm. some, some things we see and 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 get made fun of later or, or discredited because that's not the way we do stuff. We worked alongside of first responders to make sure that uh, you mentioned the, the opening sequence or the trailer is intense. It is. And uh, we had 16 cameras at all kinds of different angles capturing this big opening fire sequence that uh, that we did, pretty phenomenal technically, mm-hmm. but uh, we had you know, 25 firemen, actual you know men that were working that with us uh, to you know to to talk technically about how things were done, and then physically to be extras in the movie and do those things yeah. uh, that we didn't want our actors doing. Uh, so it was it was great to work alongside of them, and uh, you know and and actually have the guys that professionally know how to do what they do do that. And we learned so much in the process too. Um, one of the things that Fathom allows us to do, which is, uh, which I really like is uh, once we do the dramatic feature, uh, we, we have a uh, kind of an afterglow or afterthought where we have about 10 or 15 minutes of real professionals in their fields, police, fire, EMT, uh, telling their stories and really validating what, what we've just seen, you know, mm. in many ways. Because <clears throat> a lot of times you'd see that and say, well, that doesn't really happen, does it? But yeah, uh, these guys have some very emotional, personal stories, which, uh, you know, really touched me and so fantastic that we can see those and then begin to, 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 to again, validate the stories we've just seen and uh, and really feel for, uh, for what these guys are doing, the sacrifices they and their families make for our safety, for our security. Yeah, you think about there are just are countless men and women. And I'm just so grateful that you guys have, have put this together, have felt so moved. I believe a higher power interceded to get a project like this yeah. created. And, you know, you, you think about and we've done a lot here on this show, and I'm just grateful for our audience for caring so much about it is, you know, we expect soldiers to go to war and go fight battles 
And yeah. you know, they're going to be asked to do things that are, are sometimes horrific and, and things that many of us couldn't stomach. And, and we're grateful for that. The, the same is said for those who step foot out of their house every day and, and might not return. Right. And their right. family members have to deal with that. Right. You know, you think about the cop or the first responder, the firefighter, like they're, they're putting themselves in harm's way. Uh, right. They're volunteering to do it. Yes, they get paid and it's a job, but, you know, nobody's forced into that line of service. And so to to create a film like this, to, to highlight that, I think is needed now more than ever, because I think it gives us some perspective in our yeah. in our hope. And the reason why we share the stories here that we do is that you can just think about those heroes that you'll never meet. You'll never know their name, but they're out there every day doing it uh, outside of the the learning more about sort of first responders what actually goes into the physical work, right? Fighting a fire. I'm sure you learned a lot about what did yeah. you learn about how they conduct themselves in their personal lives, what the camaraderie, like what that brother and sisterhood is like inside those places of work, the firehouse, right? The yeah. EMS station. what did you <clears throat> learn about that? Well, you know, we tried to create that because the, the movie actually opens up in a bowling alley. <laughs> and uh, so we've got uh, police fire rescue all, mm -hmm. you know, they have their league and they're bowling against each other. So they're razzing each other, having fun, getting together. But but you do sense that <clears throat> there's a respect for them. Uh, there There is a camaraderie among what they do, because in many ways, you know, even though they're different professions, they're 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 making the same sacrifice. Yeah. And uh, so it very much that, you know, these, uh, you know, especially in in, in the uh, uh, area of fire and EMT, I mean, those guys literally live together uh, a lot of their life and, and share life together. And uh, and so the, the camaraderie there is, is strong. It's powerful. And um, we uh, but we see that across all of the uh, the different professions. And we wanted to to come up with a device that would ex would express that and. We, I forget who it was that said, let's do the bowling alley. I said, that's a great idea. You know, just to having fun, enjoying life. And, and uh, you know, they have this little trophy that they pass around with whoever wins the, <laughs> wins the, the night. And um, so, yeah, it's, it was a fun piece of what we did. And, uh, you know, and I think portraying that is, is uh, I mean, the, the main thing is, you know, we look at these guys almost with a threat in a lot of ways, especially if it's a policeman that, uh, you know, that that might might pull us over for going five mm -hmm. five minutes over five miles over or whatever it happens to be, and so it's it's maybe sometimes hard to really understand and have uh, empathy, you know, because we feel you know we may be afraid, I don't know, yeah. or maybe just a little intense about the connection, but um, to and that's why I use the term humanized. These are real men and women. That, that have a heart, that have a life, that have a family, just like all of us do. They just happen to be in a profession that that really uh, requires some very unique and special things and abilities from them and uh, and the way that they look at their work and and also much sacrifice. So uh, I hope that people will you know learn that in, in mm -hmm. the course of watching the movie, we'll understand that, we'll have some empathy for that. Uh, and, and we learn so much just doing the film and and seeing how these go about, these guys go about doing what they do. You know, even something as simple as, you know, how do you walk up onto a park, a car that's on the side of the road, you know, to, to make an inquiry, you know, there's, there's, there's a right way to do that. That gives you a little sense of protection. I never thought about that stuff, yeah, yeah. but uh, being alongside of the, these guys, as we did, it was, we just learned so much, but uh, how, it was a how lot many, of fun. Uh, some good mustaches walking around the set, I would think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Probably have some fun uh, with that. Who who in the film uh, is going to steal their heart, right? When they go watch this thing, who are they going to connect with? 
Well, I think they'll certainly connect with, uh, you know, Mark's wife, Karen, because she's someone that has, is a, like a third generation uh, responder. And we hear that through the course mm-hmm. of the story. And she's kind of the glue, if you will, because mm-hmm. uh, we have a, an incident that happens with the, uh, uh, the policeman. We have an incident that happens with the, uh, the police woman's wife, husband, who is uh, an EMT. Uh, and he's trying to take care of the family and the home while she's in a hospital. I won't give away the story of what sure. happens. Sure. But, uh, and then, you know, Mar- uh, Karen, who was actually a dispatcher herself, and then uh, decided I, I can't do this anymore. You know, my, I've, I've now married a fireman. I don't want to send him into harm's way and me have to mm. worry about that while I'm sitting here trying to do my job. She goes back to college, becomes this is backstory stuff, but she becomes yeah. a counselor and begins working with people that have dealt with these issues. And, uh, and she has such a special sense of knowledge because generationally she's been a part of that. So these are some of the conversations we had as we were building these characters but Karen, I think, is the glue with each and every one of these people and connects at, at a certain level with each and every one. And even, even at, at some point where she has to cry out to God for help mm-hmm. personally, we we see that she's the character arc that really takes us through each of these stories. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's the one character, although I yeah. think you know, you'll identify with each one in their own way. But, yeah, definitely Karen. It, uh, it'll be a lump in throat. Right. You know, probably a box of tissues with you to wipe the eyes a few times, but well worth investing some time to to not only see what's going to be a great, powerful film, but also, I think, to uh, to Rick's point, to lean in on some of that intentionality, some of the gratitude. Right. Some of the thankfulness and and to your again, to 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 learn who some of these people are. Right. We often see just a uniform. Right. Or a badge or whatever, you know, big red truck, you know, like we see all those things. Yeah. Those are people, those are families, right? Those are lives behind all that. And it sounds to me like that's really the goal is to, to let us focus on that. Absolutely. Yep. We, uh, we hope that happens. So uh, we, we've heard stories of people, you know, buying tickets to, to take to their local precincts yeah. or their folks around them to, to just honor them. And, 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 and that's the other thing overlayering this whole story is that we honor these men and women during this week, during this time of, first responders to it's just to take a moment. And, and I think it's a point where media, you'll hear that in the media. I'm sure yep. you'll, you'll see corporations that'll be giving away free meals, uh, go to a firehouse sub and get a sub or something yep. like that. Uh, but uh, it, it's a good time to intentionally do this. And I think a great time to release the movie. And, uh, and, and so that's, that's why we've done it where we've done it. And um, yeah. so it's going to be exciting to see in the next couple of days, we're in about 850 screens across America for the next two days. I don't think there's anything for me like being in a big theater environment and, mm. and watching a movie with other people around us. Uh, but as you said earlier, the the film will live way beyond this uh, with uh, streaming, with with every other market that'll be out there. So uh, there'll be a lot of opportunity for, for many years to come to see yep. first responders. I love it. Uh, the website is firstrespondersmovie.com. That's where you can get all the info. You can find out where it's playing over the next few days. Uh, and then you can get more information as well after that. And guys, take some time this week, right? As we go through First Responders Week, especially with that focus on the 28th. And you're going to see someone in uniform. Just give them a quick thank you, right? Thinking about you. Hope you're having a good week. Um, you know, and just just a, just a word of thanks, right? We ask people to do a lot. Go. And as a grandson, uh, of a cop who was a chief of police, right? He always meant something in our house. 
always yeah. proud of that. And uh, we just encourage you guys to do the same as well. Rick, it's been, man, just great to get to meet you, uh, get to hear your story and then hear about these stories you've had the pleasure of telling, man. We wish you nothing but the best. Well, thank you. And thanks for helping us get the awareness out, letting your folks know that uh, this is happening and uh, really appreciate being here. Honored to do it. The movie is First Responders, the website firstrespondersmovie.com. He's Rick Eldridge. I'm Brian Jodis. That's been this episode of Pick Up Six Podcast.